Welcome to the Jay and Silent Bob Minute. We are covering the movie Clerks, one minute at a time. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Derkutch. And today we are covering Minute 26 of Clerks, quite possibly the greatest payphone minute ever. We are joined once again for five minutes of mime, Sean German. Hello, hello. How you doing, guys? All right, we got another action-packed minute here. Well, not action-packed, <laughs> but at the very least different from yes, from uh, Monday's minute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's possible we may say fewer curse words this minute. This one also has an amazing uh, animal trainer in it, I guess. Oh, yeah, so we'll get to that. <laughs> so this, this minute begins with uh, Dante leaving a box on the counter and ends with Dante on a payphone. We're going to have to even explain that when we get to it. <laughs> I, half the people listening just went, what's that? A what now? <laughs> If they've ever seen a payphone, it probably was only literally in a movie. It was in Superman. So you could change in the, in the, in the phone booth. Was it was Superman. It's not Man of first, Steel. You're right. It's not Man of Steel. It's in, you mean in Christopher Reeve, Superman? The 40-year-old <laughs> Superman movie? Yeah, they didn't see that either, did they? No. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting here going like, yeah, that's my Superman. Yeah, it's 40 years ago, Chris. Come on. I, I guess they didn't play the Atari game where he goes into, into the uh, phone booth. Oh, either. yeah. That, that certainly helped. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we got to explain what Atari is. Uh, it's getting worse. Oh, we're going to go down a rabbit hole here. <laughs> I, can, I can show you where Atari My Atari is sitting five feet from where I'm at right now. That's uh, amazing. Nice. <laughs> I have all of my systems still. They're all just stacked on top of each other. It's Atari, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. <laughs> I don't use any of them. They're all sitting in a container. But you have my, my wife made me get rid of that stuff. Yeah. Um, I, here's the, what happened. I had to unplug everything, but then I had a friend of mine make me one of those RetroPie systems where it just puts all of them in there. <laughs> So now I have them all on one uh, system. Mm -hmm. It's got like 2,500 games on it. So now, instead of just having a couple games for like five systems, now I have every game. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't get out much anymore. All right, so we'll get into this payphone thing. Okay, so besides the fact that it's a payphone, a phone you need to pay, what is the craziest thing about this payphone? Is that sign on the side of it? Employee phone only. (laughs) So what's more annoying, that you have a payphone and your customers can't use it, or that you have a payphone and you make your own employees use it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, it does, yeah, that doesn't make much sense. I mean, maybe just because of the placement, it's kind of behind the counter. You don't want them, you know, customers coming back there. But I mean, I guess the the intentions to make the employee pay for the call, but you know, we don't see it. But are we assuming Dante just goes into the register and, and grabs that Asbury press quarter back out? Oh, that's, that's what, what I assume because <laughs> I figured yeah. he assumed he saved them that quarter. They owe yeah. it. <laughs> They're up a quarter. It just he's just making things come out right. Listen, if I had a quarter at my place of employment I had to use, I'd have that thing on a string. <laughs> throwing it down there and pulling it back out. Do some war game stuff on it where you take it off and you know, you put a little piece of metal on it back when you could like trick the phones mm-hmm. yeah. just by the tones. There's two telephone books sitting there, so what's the point of having it? <laughs> like I don't understand. The payphone thing blows my mind. Just the fact that they have one and that like, no, sorry, customers can't use it. <laughs> Yeah. Like, what's the point of Can it, then? Can I ask you a question? What's, what's a phone telephone book? Oh, God almighty. <laughs> that could be the... That might be the yellow pages in the Donnelly directory right there. <laughs> it may be the yeah. Donnelly directory. There's a deep cut nobody understands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a phone book was um, the internet for phone numbers. <laughs> they used to print out the internet twice a year and drop it at the end of your driveway. Yeah. They may still do it. You'll know... You'll recognize it. It's that thing in a plastic bag that's sitting on your lawn for six months <laughs> that, that nobody ever picked up. 
out of your driveway. <laughs> yeah, and it's just turned into a gelatinous muck. Yeah, it's the thing they always yeah. There's some they other- always time it to drop off the day before it rains, so it's just yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's some other things in this uh, frame right here that uh, don't really exist anymore. Uh, off to the right, there's some Kodak film. <laughs> like film, what is that? I, I can't even. Like, there's no way to like tie that to anybody. To be like, why don't they just use their phone? No, no you needed film, and it was expensive as hell. <laughs> and you put it in a camera, not your cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> well, because you didn't have a cell phone, but you had a camera. Right. Yeah. And then after you took the yeah. pictures, you had to take it someplace to get it developed. Like, yeah. Turn it into a... Which, which uh, really cut... Yeah, that really cut down on the amount of uh, dick pics getting sent around. It was when you had to take it to the guy... <laughs> I mean, it was it would, it would be tough to lock eyes with the guy at Photomat. <laughs> you are sending that kind of stuff in. Photomat was a little shit. Today. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Believe it or not, where here. your pictures developed. If you need to know what a Photomat is, the only way that I can help you out is watch Back to the Future. They run one over. Uh, <laughs> I think sure. the Libyans okay. crash into the Photomat. Shout out to Back to the Future, man. Of course. Though people actually did that. Speaking of uh, penis pictures and film, growing up in the late 80s, early 90s, if you knew anyone that worked at a photo mat, it seemed every one of those people had just photo albums filled with all the pictures, all the risque pictures that people brought in. Because oh, when you man. worked there, you could just run off extra copies of whatever you wanted. <laughs> yeah, all, all, all the lot. perverts I knew that worked at like uh, photo development places had, you know, had their little uh, their little photo albums of all the the choice shots. <laughs> I'm hoping somewhere out there listening, there's some people that are like 40, 45 years old right now that are like, "What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I mean, supposedly, that, uh, I heard this friend that, of a friend kind of thing. that awful grainy picture I took of me and my girlfriend might be a <laughs> might be in somebody. <laughs> Uh, deep in somebody's photo album yeah. somewhere. It's up at, in a dusty yeah. photo album out in a garage. Yeah, it's up in somebody's shack or like you know the pit they dug in their basement. So hey, we got a new customer coming in. Yeah, the new customer looks like I forget his name from Goodfellas. Do you remember one that messes Maury. up? Maury. Maury. <laughs> he looks like Maury. Yeah, Maury with his yeah. wigs. You think that's a wig? Yeah, with his wigs. Actually, kind of looks like a wig. <laughs> I think yeah. it might be a wig. Yeah. I think it might be a win. They don't come off in anything. They don't come off in pools. Hurricane Force wins. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the Goodfellas Minute. Now, th- this guy's actually the uh, owner of the First Avenue Playhouse, where Kevin ran auditions for Clerks. Oh, I don't know yeah. if that. I don't know if that was the payment for uh, for letting him use the space, but uh, he's got a little part here. Yeah, old uh, Joe Joe Bagnol, which kind of sounds like he could be. <laughs> and he was born on June eighth, nineteen thirty six. He was also in a movie called McGuffin. Yeah, I saw that. So I, I'm yeah, guessing I don't know what that is. My only thought to that is, I'm wondering if somebody else at his playhouse did something like because one of his other actors, and he kind of did the same kind of thing where he just hopped in for a quick role. Right. Yeah, that, that'd be my assumption. Do we need to get in? To poor pathetic Dante on the phone here, the, a lost little schoolboy, the wounded sparrow, talking to somebody. It's, I mean, it's it's utterly pathetic to listen to. He's looking for a misprint. It's not. It's not good. Yeah, it's it's just sad, and you you can you can just feel it coming from the other end of the phone. The person he's talking to at the paper is just like, oh my god, let it go yeah, already. We talked about this in a previous minute, but um, what do you think an Asian design major is? <laughs> well, there's a there's a couple ways to to look at it. You know, it could be a gentleman. Uh, whose ancestry is from the continent of Asia, and he's a design major, and he, you know, I would guess interior design, maybe. I'm, I don't know what right. it, it, a design major does, but, uh, you know, he tells you where to put your couch. Maybe this is, like, I guess, I don't know if we had feng shui yet, but this was like, I guess nowadays they might call it, yeah, feng shui engineer, but then it was, uh, 
<laughs> an Asian design major. Maybe, yeah. So, or, you know, he could be Asian or it could be the type of design he's doing is Asian. It, yeah, yeah we know. have certainly gone back. We, I have gone back and forth this a few times. Now, my argument is if it's Asian design major, he majors in Asian design. Designs okay. influenced through Asia. That makes sense. Because then it makes sense to think. If he is an Asian person <laughs> who is a design major, it is the equivalent of putting in the paper, she's marrying a black plumber or a white fireman. Like, it's, it's insane to put somebody's, like, yeah. ethnicity in there or their place of origin. Well, when you put but it then, like that. We find it yeah. later. But then that's wrong because he shows up later and is neat. I was like, I hate, I'm not going to say what it is, but it's a stereotypically Asian name. <laughs> Later on, when he shows up, so is it both? Like I don't know. It's so is he? It's is my he, only quite is he an Asian? To, he could be an Asian Asian design man. <laughs> that now that so would, what do you do? That would kind of bug I'm an Asian me. Asian design major. Yeah, in, in in terms of what they print in the paper, it would make sense that his his major is Asian design. They're not commenting on his ethnicity but if he is asian and then he's majoring in asian design like i went when i was in college i knew a guy who was um hispanic from one of the caribbean islands his uh parents were he was at well he was born there but grew up in new york city but anyway he spoke spanish i don't know if spanish came first or english but he spoke them equally well but then he majored in spanish and it's like well no this is in an american school so it's like this is a, a major a curriculum that's designed for english speakers who are now learning spanish as a second language and this guy was already fluent you know kind of a little bit of a head start there not and i'm, I'm jealous i'm not, not that i'm blaming the guy like oh, i wish i had thought of that let me major in something i already know that would have been smart but yeah so if he's asian and then he's majoring in asian design yeah well, he's got the know. ultimate out because anything he designs if somebody says well that's not right yeah. he'll be like yo which one of us is asian buddy <laughs> i'm asian and i designed that so don't tell me yeah <laughs> yeah but uh i really don't want to lose focus on the fact that uh dante is a whiny baby in the scene, which he has been yes. for the entire movie. Yeah, he's looking for a typographical error. Yeah, is it Bree yeah. with like one e? Like just and you know, it's like been, just been eating in his head because he's in the middle of doing something. He's got a task. He's taking care of business, and then he's just dropping everything or the one box at the moment to run to the phone. It just like it'd be one thing if it was like downtime. He's just hanging out behind the register. There's no customers, and like, oh, let me make a call. That would be still pathetic, but a little less pathetic than this, like. You know, making an urgent thing, I've got to drop what I'm doing and, and bother this poor person at the Asbury Park Press. No, he made that phone call. This was something he was already supposed to do, and he just remembered it. Like, <laughs> oh, my God, I'm supposed to call my mother today. Yeah. You know, she had surgery today, and I haven't called her. Like, he called with that level of urgency. The thing I like about the conversation is how it slowly falls apart, because he starts – when they first think it's a misprint, they're kind of like, oh, okay, sir, is there a problem? You can hear him on the other end yeah. almost. Like, oh, okay, we can help you. And then he starts asking more questions, and finally they start going like, who the hell are you? <laughs> and he starts going, I'm an interested yeah, party. Curious and they're party. having none of that. Yeah. And he finally says, I'm an ex-boyfriend. Yeah. You can almost hear the person on the other side go, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I see. I see. <laughs> Yeah, I think from from the way the conversation goes, they can probably guess why she wouldn't tell him because yeah. he's you know he's yeah. Well, they probably think by you know when he says, "Oh, we I talk to her all the time." Probably thinks, "Well, yeah, because you you got the binoculars." You know, she's talking yeah. in her house, and you're across the street in the bushes. Yeah, it's like, uh, listen, yeah. I don't think so, Ted Bundy. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk about the other thing going on in the scene. Intercutting with Dante's whining baby thing is the second weirdest thing going on in this minute. Is um, our buddy Joe Bagnol gets to watch a cat take a dump in the in the litter box. <laughs> 
Now, did you see how they did this with the cat? I mean, I listened to Kevin talk about how they did it. Yeah. They said the friend's cat, it was a friend's cat, and they hid the litter box yeah. all day. Like, who knew that was going to work? How did they- but you got to figure, the, the cat's got to go sometime. So if you just don't, you know, you, you hide the box long enough, and then... I think my cat would shit on the floor. That's what I, think <laughs> I don't think the cat would wait around for me to give him the litter box. I think he would take his shit on the well, floor. Well, this is a good cat. Your cat's garbage. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, apparently, I got a, a half. You got cat. a cat that is not made for prime time. This cat walked out there, hit its cue, and took a dump. He right. says on he says on the audio feed, you can hear the dump hit the. Hit the <laughs> now, were you guys able to hear it? I could. I, I could. Yeah, you definitely. I definitely hear like the scratching in the sand or the litter. I definitely hear the paw working yeah. the litter, but I, I, yeah, I didn't hear the exact moment, and um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't hear impact. <laughs> I mean, I may, I, I'm, I'm, that may be for the best. I don't know why, why I wanted to hear the moment of impact. <laughs> I'm rewatching the scene right now, and either this cat's taking a dump or he's an amazing. Oh, actor. The, the cat's a professional. He comes <laughs> in, he does his business, he hits his mark. Really good. Listen, the cat, the cat is method. The cat is method. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now we mentioned it before Lemon's, the cat's name is yeah. Lemon's Tomb well when I looked I looked it up again just to see and guess where I found his name at there's a website which I thought was amazing called cinemacats.com <laughs> it's got every cat that's ever been in cinema listed on oh, this website that's perfect that is <laughs> the internet yes. is a terrifying place <laughs> I would say so shout out yeah, to cinemacats part of me is like man that's the weirdest thing in the world and then the other part of me sits here recording clerks minute by minute <laughs> <laughs> so you know when you're in this particular glass house it's tough to throw stones <laughs> yeah yeah when you're doing a minute by minute podcast you really don't get to say anything about what other people choose to do on the internet <laughs> <laughs> so i gotta wonder so like is this the only little quick stop in town because i'm if, if i'm joey you know joey bagnoli here and there's a cat shitting on the counter i'm getting my smokes or whatever I'm going down the block. There's got to be. There's a Cumberland Farms. There's a Seven Eleven. There's there's something. There's a Wawa. There's something, something yeah. around the block, down the road, two towns over, whatever. Well, this ain't the worst thing that's been on this uh, counter. So far in this movie, <laughs> that, so. That's true. <laughs> yeah. There was a disease yeah, lung on there. Yeah, yeah. Fifteen so. minutes ago, there was a like cancer-ridden the lung sitting up there. So this may just be another day at the office at this place. They're just like whatever, you know. Normally, yeah, what but- you'll see is. People, like, this is my understanding of what happens around here. You go to a place like this because either, A, it is way more convenient than your 7-Eleven or your Wawa or whatever, or they sell something the other place doesn't. They have your disgusting cigars, or they sell lottery tickets and the other place doesn't, or they have, they'll take your, uh, they used to be, uh, your old tickets, your old food stamps. They'll take your cards. I forget what the card's called now. I don't know. Whatever it is. But they'll take it, and they'll (laughs) run it as something else, so you can buy crap you're not supposed to with it. Oh, I got you. Well, they were just, at this point, point, but now you get a card. So that's what they were doing. Yeah. At least, that's what I've heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone that's high society like myself well, would know. Or he's that. like Jeff and notice there's Entenmann's in the building. So Listen, he went in there. I would burn a place down to get Entenmann's, all right? There's Entenmann's sitting in my fridge right now. I'm probably going to eat two on the way up to bed. Now that we mentioned it. And they're supposed to be for my daughter. And it, it brings on a lot of uh, a lot of agony in our house when I eat her donuts. Uh, my favorite line of the whole minute is he's wondering if they have a vindictive printer. <laughs> is that a real problem at, uh, at a lot of printing places? They have vindictive printers. I feel like that's it's he, he explains yeah. that a little more in the next minute. Yeah, too, don't worry. Way. I'm sure he'll really explain it fully <laughs> to my satisfaction. All right, I don't have anything else. Uh, we end this minute like we do most minutes with Dante whining about stuff. Uh, <laughs> I sense this is a recurring theme in this movie. Listen, if you just watch the movie straight on, 90 minutes straight through, you automatically think Dante is like kind of a baby. But to have to watch him oh, yeah. minute by minute. 
and just as he makes the bad decision after bad decision, it's just like the guy comes in from Truly's Gum. Bad decision, bad decision. The phone rings in the beginning. Bad decision, bad decision. His girlfriend shows up, and he has the worst yeah. argument ever as he just makes it worse and worse and worse. He's only like a few hours into his day, and he's made like four critical mistakes already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, then, and this is the filmmaker. This is like the stand-in for Kevin Smith. Yeah, well, I mean... <laughs> so I guess I guess maybe he doesn't think that highly of himself. Although he, he did get out of the quick style. Yeah, he did get out of there. So he's one step... I th- this is, I think, his... He, he has said that the other guy is supposed to be his friend Brian. But what I think mm-hmm. it really is, is he wants to be Randall, but he thinks that he's Dante. And the truth is probably he's in the middle. Sometimes, yeah. you know, when you're having that crappy day and you're being lazy and you're acting like garbage and letting people walk all over you, you're Dante. But standing up for yourself, you feel like Randall. The only problem is Randall's too far the other way. <laughs> like, right, you can't right. just be a psycho all the yeah, time I mean, either. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we probably could have touched on a little bit last minute, but I think we were... <laughs> We were kind of overwhelmed by the the dialogue from Randall. But in terms of, yeah, Randall doesn't care. Randall is just doing Randall and, you know, as he, you know, not caring who hears or sees or what, what opinion they have. But yeah, you know, as we saw in that scene in that minute 25, you know, maybe, maybe a little bit too far. Dante is like, yeah, the exact opposite end with his indecision. He's so worried about what everyone else is doing, what everyone else thinks, what's going on with everyone else. You know, on top of the issues he has with his own life, you know, if he just, if he didn't care, he wasn't so self-conscious, maybe he could make a decision, you know, about where he wants to go, what he wants to do. I'm sure he'll have it all worked out by the end of this movie. Sure, uh, everything's going to be coming up Dante by the end of this. <laughs> all right, I don't have anything else. Do either of you guys have any other yeah. thing we haven't touched on yet? Uh, that's all I got for 26. Uh, all right, Sean, why don't you tell uh, the fine people where they can find you? Well, sure, yeah. If you, uh, you want to hear about pay phones and, and other throwbacks to days gone by. I did a thing we call the Spinal Tap Minute. Rock and roll! Rock and roll! Where we watch the movie Spinal Tap. This is Spinal Tap one minute at a time, kind of like what you fellas are doing for Clerks. And uh, I did that with my wonderful co-host, Heidi Bennett, and we wrapped that up just uh, about a month ago, maybe a little more. So you can hear that in its entirety and find us at uh, SpinalTapMinute.com and we're on the iTunes and Google Play and, and all that fun jazz. A uh, shocking admission. I haven't seen Spinal Tap <laughs> Minute, or not Spinal Tap Minute, Spinal Tap in about 20 years. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while for me, too. I listen like, to, like, the first five minutes really of your podcast, and I'm like, I don't remember any of this. Normally, I can listen to them, but, like, if you've, if you've <laughs> seen right. the movie Semi-Recently, and you start listening to a minute podcast, it, yeah. like, starts bringing it back to you, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I remember this. It's been a while, but I remember it. I started listening, and I'm like... I'm not, I'm not, I don't know any of this. And Spinal Tap's that type of humor, you gotta know what's going on. It's not like some movies where you're like, ah, oh, I can just get the gist of what's going on and I'll understand it. Yeah, you, you kind of gotta remember. Yeah, well, have it, you know, either having seen it recently or kind of remember what was going on. That certainly helps. And, uh, I don't, and, and I don't, I don't take it personally, you know. Well, that's the bad thing. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know if you and guys. I know do. the movie's good because I watched it before and I know that it's funny and I like that style of movie and I like everybody in that movie. It's just one of those ones where you're like, and I'll tell you right. what the problem is now is like, it's a movie like no one in my family but me would watch. And those movies are hard to sneak in time. You know, it's much easier yeah, to, like, throw yeah. Star Wars on where, like, everyone will tolerate it at the very least. You know, I put in Spinal Tap and it's, like, five minutes in to, yeah. like, shut it off. 
<laughs> well, though it's short, it's only it's only eighty three minutes, so it's it's a quick watch. I think the last time it. I watched it, it was a double feature with Monty Python and the Holy Grail on Comedy Central. Oh, so I mean, I do love that movie Spinal Tap, but it has been a while since I've seen it. No, but uh, once once I get my iPod fixed, I'm really looking. I'm gonna start mainlining some uh, movies by minutes. But uh, until then, I'm listening to like one at a time because I can't function without it. I'm like a child without my iPod. All right, so if you want to listen to more of us, you can go over to the Burbs Minute, or if uh. If you want to listen to me without Chris, you can go over to Slycast, the Sylvester Stallone podcast, where we cover all of Stallone's movies one at a time, allegedly. Also, you can check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Jane Silent Bob Minute. Join our uh, our listener group, the Jane Silent Bob Quicker Stop. We talk about whatever what's going on in that week, or you know, just anything we want to. The Clerks or Jane Silent Bob related. Uh, go over to DuelingGenre.com. Check out all the uh, stuff over there on our home website, and check out MoviesByMinutes.com to check out the fifty or sixty other Movies by Minutes that uh, exist. All right, I think that's all for us. Chris, you got anything left? No, I'm not even supposed to be here today. <laughs>